0: Everyone and welcome back to the Dear Heart Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today with me. Uh, it's so fun to share this time together. Now, today I'm going to be sharing a devotional that I did not write myself. Um, Hannah Ingram wrote this devotional. It is powerful. Um, We've been hosting her devotionals on Dear Heart Ministries' website, so if you want to check them out, she's got a whole week's worth of just powerful, powerful reminders from God's Word and His truth. Um, so check that out at www.dearheartministries.com. And without further ado, let's jump into today's devotional, Walking in the Newness in Christ. All right, first, we're going to jump into scripture. Ephesians 4, 20 through 24 says, but that is not how you came to know Christ. Assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth is in Jesus to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity of the truth. Our second passage comes from Colossians 3, 1 through 4. So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Do you ever wish you could remake yourself? Like even just a part of yourself, a new hairstyle, a new color, a new nose, a new body shape, more extroverted, more organized, more successful, less anxious. Whatever our struggles, we've probably all been there before, wishing we were someone else or someone new. Want to hear the good news? If you're in Christ, you are a new creation. But what does that mean? How can we embrace this gift and make the most of it? Let's read Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When we read verses like that, I don't think we fully appreciate what it's saying, especially as you've grown up in the church, words like crucified, crucified seem to lose their significance. It all seems so familiar, so easy. But we need to realize and understand that if we're in Christ, then a part of us has died. No breath, no thought, no chance of a future. Our sinful selves have been lost. We have a new spirit. We are now indwelt with Christ, That should completely blow our minds. The power of the one who created the whole world, who parted the Red Sea, who raised Christ and Lazarus and a little girl and the lives of many godly people, he lives in you. So you are new. We no longer have to live in slavery to our former selves, to our former desires. Colossians 3 5 through 10 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality, impurity, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. We are sinful in nature from the day we're born, but it doesn't have to stay that way. God made us new. And he makes us new and we can say goodbye to the ways in which we once lived. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy and doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. But it also doesn't mean that you just get to keep living in sin, knowing that God can forgive you. What does it look like to live for Christ and die to self? Colossians 3:12 through 14 says therefore as God's chosen people holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Now, that just gave us a lot of attributes that we should be full of. And that's fine and dandy, but that doesn't mean it's easy, right? How do we actually live in this way? How do we clothe ourselves in all these godly characteristics? Colossians 3 15 through 17 says, Let the peace of Christ rule. In your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with your gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. All right, let's break it down. First, you need need Christ's peace in your heart. How? Pray for it. Every day, pray for it. Second, be thankful. It's a new mindset. Instead of complaining, replace it with things you can be thankful for. It will take time. It's a new way of thinking, but you'll find your heart changes as you put this into practice. Third, let God's message, the word, dwell among you. You need to dwell in God's word, immerse yourself every day. It's a discipline. It's necessary. How can we think and live a new way if we don't train ourselves in it? Fourth, find a tribe, a godly one. You need a community of believers who can hold you accountable, check in on you, challenge you, correct you, encourage you in the same way you will act as an instrument of refinement for them too and finally remember your purpose and live each day with that in mind it doesn't matter if you're washing dishes wiping bottoms selling bananas or writing the declaration of independence you need to work for the glory of god he can use you anywhere and your attitude can make or break it Let's pray. Father, I'm just so excited about your word. I'm so excited about how it teaches us, how it disciplines us, how it guides us in the way that we need to live and how we can walk in the newness of life in Christ. Father, help us to remember these truths. Help us to remember your word and hold it fast and hold it as the most important thing in our lives. We love you. Amen. All right, so we're going to end with a challenge today. Number one, the first challenge is to start a journal with three different sections in it. One for prayer, one for thankfulness, and one for what you're learning in God's word. Make it your goal to write in it every day, even if it's just a short request, a small thank you or a verse you read. All right, and the second challenge is to find someone and reach out to someone you already know who you can ask to be your accountability partner. Set a time each week or two, to meet, chat, and discuss your walk with God, your struggles, your learnings, and your prayer requests. Man, I loved this devotional. It was written by Hannah Ingram. You can check out a whole week's worth of devotionals written by her at www.dearheartministries.com. This was the first devotional in the series, so I'm not going to spoil this at all for you. I'm going to save it all for you to read through. It is good. It is deep. And it's a little bit of a slap in the face of ways that we can grow and walk towards Christ. I needed that. And I think maybe you do too. So let's walk towards Christ together this week. To God be the glory.